Monday at 7 o'clock and time for the Scots Wahey Show. You were ignorant of the And that was Heights and Car Crash Carnivore, which I think 
was their first release from back in 2019, and as debut singles go, that's got to be one of the best. Welcome to the Scots We Hey Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and between now and nine o'clock, you'll hear the very best Scottish music, old and new. We also have all of our regular features. Our Artist of the Week is Carla J. Easton, who I'll be talking to, as well as playing tracks from her wonderful new album, Sugar Honey. The featured album is Sulka's Distractions, and I'll play a couple of tracks from it. And we have book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for your consideration. But before all of that, each week we start the show with three of the week's best new releases. And this week we begin with Human Renegade, and this is Emo.
Well, the first of those three new releases was Human Renegade and their celebration of all things emo, simply called Emo, and that follows on from their previous single, The Fallen Rising, which came out back in May. And then you heard Ravlo and the latest single called Ghost Beach, and Ravlo's debut album Exit Light is going to be out on November the 11th, but if you head over to their Bandcamp page, just ravlomusic.bandcamp.com. You can book a space out for the Exit Light listening party, which is on November the 9th at 8 o'clock. Head over there and all the details are ready for you. And you can also buy a copy of the album Exit Light as well. Surely one of the most eagerly awaited albums of the year. 
And just there, it was the Joshua Hotel and Oblivion Days. Definitely some postcards, specifically Orange Juice vibes about that track. And Inverness's The Joshua Hotel say about it, Oblivion Days is about the search for sanctuary in a world of personal and global catastrophe. Living on the delicate edge and hoping someone will find you and pull you through the darkness in your life. It's ultimately a song of hope and a call to shake off your troubles. And it really is a fantastic song. We're going to continue with the new releases. This is the debut single from The Niche Family, and it's called Mercy Me. I was going too fast Tripping my feet And that old double mold Never tasted so sweet I was losing my sight Wanna give in Never was the kind Take it on the Like I'm gonna die before I'm 35 Just move towards the light And then I realize Well, I'm not gonna Was never gonna last Never holding my tongue Tell me just how much It's too much fun If it was true of all the past Then I better keep on Like I'm gonna
and that was the Niche family and Mercy Me. And on Friday night, they played a sold-out gig at the Glad Cafe in Glasgow. If you get the chance to see them live, don't miss it. You will not regret it. That is their debut single, Mercy Me. Here's a bit more about it. Mercy Me delves into the depths of Americana, exploring the perils of repeating the same mistakes in the quest for redemption. And the Niche family are Lauren Thompson and Stuart and Andrew Neal. That's a fantastic debut and I can't wait to hear more, hopefully very soon. Now it's time for our book recommendation. And it's Carol McDougall, Already Too Late, A Boyhood Memoir, which is published by Lewis Press. Here's a bit from the back of the book to tell you what's going on. In post-war Glasgow, a primary school class was set a composition topic, a memorable family event. Each child completed the assignment, all that is but one. Why didn't you write about your family? Please miss, I didn't, I didn't know what to write. But now he does. And already, too late, Carol McDougall, one of Scotland's most accomplished and celebrated literary writers, presents a memoir of extraordinary authenticity and honesty. This memoir takes us through McDougall's early years, both in and out of care in Fife and then in industrial Glasgow. Within this world, now teetering on the brink of our collective memory, sits a single parent household of German descent. Money is tight, trauma roams free, and tragedy comes calling again and again. Through a powerful mosaic of stories, McDougall strips away all rose-tinted sentimentality to create a vivid account of heartbreak, disassociation and loss. Already too late is the early life of an outsider looking in, a changeling child, displaced, alone, and in his own grandmother's words, no right. Because, for some, even the beginning is already too late. And Carol McDougall is a writer who means a lot to me, as he does many others. Unfortunately, he passed away in April this year. Here's a bit from my obituary about him, uh, which conveyed just why he meant so much. Back in the mid-80s, myself and three other Cathkin High pupils were taken to Stirling University to see and hear a Scottish writer read their work. That day, Carol McDougall lit the spark which would lead to my becoming obsessed with Scottish literature and culture, and I doubt there would have been a Scots with hay if he hadn't. Seeing, and more importantly hearing, this man reading his witty, moving, but never sentimental stories, all told with a certain swagger, was enlightening. Here was someone who sounded like me, my family and friends, reading a book which he had written about people I could recognise and identify with. It's become a cliché, with good reason, that if you don't recognise you and yours in the arts, you don't feel you belong. In the Stirling Uni campus, I felt I could belong and wanted more. That's just a little bit from my obituary about Carol McDougall, which is over at Scotsway Hay, if you want to read the rest of it. But this memoir, Already Too Late, tells a fascinating story about a life which from the outside most likely seemed average and yet was extraordinary. It's told in a manner which will be familiar to regular readers of McDougall, Humorous, challenging, principled and quirky, verging on the surreal, all with a mastery of language that was his alone. As with many of the best writers, Carol McDougall had a keen eye for injustice and the absurd, eschewing sentiment to get to the truth. 
And even when turning that eye on his own young life, as he does here, he sticks to those principles. And that's me talking about Already Too Late, a boyhood memoir by the late Carl McDougall, which is out now, published with Lewis Press. We return to the new music next, and this is Sister Mads and Hot and Bothered.
was young before she got old She had more than she could hold She was high before she got low She thought she could hold this world But little did she know that her mind would implode Tears, they would roll down the cheeks of a girl Who was too overwhelmed by the weight of it all She would laugh and she would cry Always in the sky Dodging tripwires of freedom Holding on to all she believed in But give her more time She will find her freedom
the first of those two songs was Sister Mads and Hot and Bothered. Sister Mads, a band who are having a great 2023. This is their fourth release of the year already. And just there, you had the beautiful Gaps by Pippa Blundell, taken from the Sisters EP such a gorgeous record and Pippa Blundell is one of the finalists in this year's The Sound of Young Scotland Award alongside Danny Cliff, No Windows, Perling and Queen of Harps. Each and every one a worthy winner but I have to say if you haven't heard Pippa Blundell's EP Sisters then go and check it out straight away. It's absolutely gorgeous. And now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break. That time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week it's the full 7 minutes and 7 seconds of Teenage Fan Club's I Will Love You. Yeah. 
And that was Teenage Fan Club and I Will Love You, taken from the album Nothing Lasts Forever, which came out last month. And I was going to go through the bands I thought that sounded like, but it simply sounds like Teenage Fan Club. You need to know nothing else. And if you've enjoyed their music in the past, and I'm sure you have, then you'll love the new album. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. Next is an arresting new single from Elizabeth Electra featuring Mogwai. This is Broken Promises. Swallows the night 
Plants are getting watered now. The book's back in their book. In alphabetical order, I've washed every dish in this house. And I matched up all my socks.
Well, first you heard Elizabeth Electra featuring Mogwai and Broken Promises, the latest single from Elizabeth Electra. And there's a superb video to accompany it. If you head over to Elizabeth Electra's YouTube channel, you'll find it there. And just there, that was Ray Scar and Better Than You Know, taken from their album Orange. And that was one of Scott Swahey's tracks of the year from last year. And we're not that far away from thinking about this year's list. But I'm hoping there will be new music from Racecar before too long. I just love the album Orange Car. It's brilliant. Now it's time for our TV suggestion for this week. And it is the drama called Payback and not Paycheck, as I almost said. It's on STV Player at the moment. All episodes are on STV Player at the moment. Here's a little bit of synopsis from it. A compelling character-led series, Payback follows Lexi Noble, played by Morven Christie, as she becomes entangled in a perilous police operation to topple a notorious crime lord, Cal Morris, played brilliantly by Peter Mullen. With an idyllic family lifestyle in the suburbs of Edinburgh, Lexi is unaware her husband, Jared, has been laundering Cal Morris's illegal earnings on a vast scale. Jared's every move is being monitored by financial investigators DC Jibram Khan, Prasanna Puwanaraja, and DCI Adam Guthrie, Derek Riddle, who are determined to use the noble family to bring Cal Morris to justice, although it's a little more complicated than that. A partner in Jared's business, Lexi is forced into working for Cal at the same time as the police net inexorably tightens. Soon, Lexi finds herself walking a treacherous tightrope between Cal and the police in which her safety and even her life are in grave danger. And I'm halfway through episode five of the six. It's a really gripping drama. It manages to make accounting tense and thrilling, believe it or not. It's got a great cast and they're all superb. It's called Payback and it's on STV Player at the moment. You're listening to the Scots O'Hay Show on Cam Glen Radio and my name is Ali Braidwood. And next we move on to our featured album for this week which is Sulka's Distractions. And from it, this is Hints. Through the negative space 
And that was Sulka and Hints, taken from our featured album for this week, which is Sulka's Distractions, and I'll play another track from it later in the show. Next up, it's another new release. This is Poster Club and Shared Circumstances.
cracking track that is. That is Poster Club and Shared Circumstances. And Poster Club's debut EP, Deterioration Part 1, came out in May this year and it's going to be followed by, appropriately enough, Deterioration Part 2 before the end of next year. Now it's time for our Artist of the Week. And this week it is Carla J. Easton, who we've had on the Scots Way podcast a couple of times, but never on the radio show. So it was great to have a chat about the new album Sugar Honey, which you'll hear after you've heard the title track. This is Carla J. Easton and Sugar Honey. Sugar Honey, iced tea, suck on my juicy, never get a hold of me, baby. I'm the sugar honey, iced tea, drink me up. Chewy, refreshingly tasty, baby I am working my way through every cliche of words that you say to define what I do The price has been paid, impressions remain And I am done with you heard Sugar Honey, the title track from Carla J. Easton's new album, and I'm delighted to be joined by Carla now. Hello. Hello. So how do you describe all the album to people? Like, how do you think about it yourself? Um, I would say my last album was 
face melting maximalist synths or that's what people used to refer to it as whereas this one's a bit more organic perhaps like organic um, there's a lot of space within the tracks uh, of course there's a lot of synths but it's maybe bringing back in some instrumentation that had been on impossible stuff like strings I just really love strings um, a couple more different collaborators widened the circle a bit um, and it's also my first time self-producing so uh, if anything it's it's the result of a process this album you know and it's been quite interesting going into rehearsals because that's now translating into a live experience. So right. it feels like you're letting it grow even further, which is quite nice. So is this you kind of taking all your experiences to date and applying it to these songs? Yeah, and just kind of, um, I think over the last few years, getting involved in Henhus, which is really great, a collective of women and non-binary songwriters and producers and having, we, we did everything ourselves in the creation yeah. of that music. And then the Poster Paints album being recorded remotely at home. There were sort of conversations I was having with friends like Malka about, you know, well, we produce our own demos all the time, you know, and so what if you take that same attitude into the studio and, um, just have fun playing about with things. So, I mean, this album, I always say it's my most uncool album to date. It, it just <laughs> gives, it doesn't care about being relevant or current. It's just a love of songwriting, a love of pop and all its many forms. Um, and yeah, there's loads of synths on it, but it was really important to me that they were all played by human rather than like us programming them all in this time. Like I just really wanted to have a sort of warm sounding organic synth alt pop thing. It's really hard describing your own music. I mean, and again, there's like different um different genres within the genre of pop that I've probably touched on. But yeah, all the songs were written over the last, I think between 2020 and 2022. I actually had quite a lot of songs and then sort of whittled it down to this collection of 11 that I thought went well together. And do they do your albums reflect what you're listening to at the time of recording or what you've always listened to or a bit of both? Because it does seem to me that musically, as you've just mentioned, each of your albums, there's a kind of musical theme that you could loosely describe in the way you've described it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I often wonder that. I think there's always an element of your, as a songwriter and musician, and probably soaking up influences all the time, sometimes without realising it. Like I got really into Beverly Glenn Copeland over the last couple right. of years and his uh, synth arrangements. I mean, they're all just recorded on the DX7, but they're the most beautiful recordings you've ever heard in your life. Um, but similarly, listening a lot to like Mary Margaret O'Hara, a band called Wet, um, and then deep diving into some new songwriters that are like new old songwriters like Barbara Lynn. I got really obsessed with her at one point. Obviously, everyone in the last few years went through their Taylor Swift phase, um, you know. And so I guess because I just listen to everything, a bit of everything, perhaps it all feeds in. I guess I'm just a fan of songs. I'm a fan of songwriting. Um, and like, you know, some of the songs, I allowed myself the time to work at them and tinker away at them. So like, Never Belong, the track opener, the album opener, sorry. I wrote that in 2020, the first initial idea for it, but I didn't come back to it again until like 2021, 
to like really refine and really think about each lyric with every song this time. I was wondering about how you approach your songwriting. Is there an initial spark and then you kind of work over it a period of time or do they sometimes come almost fully formed to you? I mean, everyone always talks about when you get a fully formed song arriving at the same, at, at once, like, it's great. That's the ideal scenario. But I don't think we can sit back and just wait for the muse to appear whenever it wants to. Like, sometimes you've got to go and find it. Um, so stuff like Sugar Honey, like, that pretty much came fully formed. I was just walking home from the subway one night and it was dark and I was just, like, singing to myself, uh just to sort of keep myself company it's a very unlit part of town there's not much around and normally I would listen to my headphones but I don't at night because I'm wanting to be aware of like sounds going on around me and that kind of came fully formed and you know there'll be little things like the song on the album called every little bit of my heart that was actually like I went I found a hard drive with voice notes on it from 2011 to 2014 so there's a lot of unheard team canteen rehearsals right. in that collection um, and there's maybe like 300 voice notes uh, just from my phone and there was one where it's just me bashing away at the piano making no sense at all and then this chorus just came out of nowhere and then disappeared and I was like why did I not explore that further so then pick that back up again and um, Sleepyhead was a co-write with my friend Kim Ritchie in Nashville and that the good thing about co-writing is songs can arrive via conversation and discussion yeah, which is also quite nice so then that feeds the inspiration or it could be something that I've read or something that I've listened to I was listening to the New Yorker Poetry podcast an awful lot and I think I was listening to it in the bath one night and a line came out and I was like, oh my God. And that almost became the starting theme for the song that would become Cherry Tree Out Front, which then got really ferociously written. Right. With thought almost, but it just been someone commenting about the body wasting away and the situation I was in with my mum having gone through some strokes and the fear of her declining further. And it just came out in one pretty much. That's really interesting because I was talking to the poet Don Patterson uh, and he was saying that he thinks poets work in a different way to other artists. Like the poetry, almost as you say, can come to you and it comes when it comes. Mm -hmm. Whereas he was particularly having a go at novel, if having a go is the right thing, that they could do a working day, like a nine to five or a nine to 12, as he said, knock off and go and do something else. But what you're describing is more like the poetry, that the, the inspiration at least can come to you at, any time yeah and and I think that's more with well it can be with lyrics or it can be with melody like sometimes I'll just be like you know what I'm gonna set up my synths and audio interface and just explore it and I'll start with like a drum beat and rhythm always seems to be a a key sort of instigator for me like whether that's the rhythm of someone speaking and automatically that gives me a tempo and a beat and I start and fill it in with a melody or words or walking, like the rhythm mm -hmm. of walking can spring up like a melody in me or a sort of repetition of of how words would sound kind of thing. And it seems to me that your songs take the personal and then become kind of universal through relatability. Is that something that you think the best songs do anyway? Or is it something that you're aware of and kind of work towards? 
again, it was like, so I met Kim Ritchie on a writing residency six years ago. And then during the making of this album, I was actually on two more digital writing residencies. And we were talking a lot about what's your role as the songwriter. And there was always something Kim said that just stuck with me ever since. And it's like, it's your responsibility as a songwriter to give voice to people who, who can't do it. As in like, you know, you could write a song and it can be from my point of view, but the listener can hear it and go, but that's exactly what I've been trying to say about this thing for so long. And I just, I don't know, I think, I think a lot of the great songwriters had that ability where you can write something universal from the personal, you know? I think that's what the best art does across the board. You know, you think you didn't realise that you thought it till someone else voices it for you, almost. Mm -hmm. And you said to me earlier on that you've been doing some uh, lecturing and uh, teaching of songwriting courses, and now you say you've been to ones yourself. Do they all feed into what you end up doing next, and do they feed into your work? I think it always sparks ideas. What I really enjoy about like lecturing and also um, working with some teenagers at Rig Arts at the moment is it's good to remember why you love doing something. So it's good to be in conversations with people who just love writing. You know, and it's I'm a big believer in there's not a right or a wrong way to write a song. Yeah. There's whatever works for you, you know, and um, we can talk a lot about structure in songs like A, B, A, B, B, C, whatever. But, you know, sometimes it's like if the song doesn't want to do that, then the song's not going to do that. And that's fine, you know. Um, but it just it's just always great to be around people. And it's interesting when people are just at the start of their songwriting journey, because they've almost got, there's no cynicism. They've not worked out all their own patterns and that they fall into. So it's quite inspiring. Like off the back of that, of working with the kids at Rig Arts, I've started learning guitar. And actually the limitation in chords that I know has been really fulfilling in terms of what I'm writing now, because it almost feels like going back to the start because you can't fall into the habits that, Oh, normally when I play on synth or piano, like I go in these chord progressions. And so, yeah, or like I wrote a song on an old 1950s suitcase organ recently, which completely influenced the tempo and it went three, four and ended up sounding a bit magnetic fields. Um, but it's just quite nice to experiment and play and just remember you enjoy the process. I'm really into sort of reconnecting with process at the moment and why we do stuff and why we enjoy doing it. And often that's not about the end product. Yeah. Um, so going and, and working with bands who are at the very beginning of uh, their musical career, does that take you back to when you started as well? Does that do just that, remind you about that kind of initial thrill? Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think um, especially in today's music age, like we're so obsessed with only sharing stuff when it's perfect. Mm -hmm now are complete we've become creating content is maybe taking priority over actually creating songs these yeah. days you know and so to to work with people that are just like I've just written this song and they can barely play it but they're like immediately like let's share it let's get it out there into the world really reminds me of when I started when that's just what you did you know it was very much you didn't care yeah 
you didn't care that it was going to be documented and that you were going to be held to that standard for the rest of your career. You were allowed space to grow, you know. Some of the best gigs I've ever been at are in the basements of pubs with people who it's only their second gig, if that, you know, and are playing away. And talking of playing gigs, are you going to be taking these other gigs coming up um, to play the album and play the tracks off the album? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, so I'm really excited about on Sunday the 12th of November, I'm doing an album launch at Mono in Glasgow. And um, it's actually it's during the afternoon because it's an all ages show so that I could have, well, so that everyone could be welcome, sure. really. Um, and a band, one of the bands from Reg Arts that I've been working with are going to be supporting me called The Chords. So that's pretty exciting. So that'll be really nice. Uh, the night before on the 11th of November is like the like evening over 18s party at uh, Summer Hall in Edinburgh. And then I'm going down to Mac Arts on the 17th of November to do a co-headline show with Malka, which I think will just be really special because we've both self-produced our fourth yeah. albums and they've come out at the same time. And um, I guess just from working together in Henhouse and getting a better understanding of each other and becoming friends in that process, it's quite nice to do something together. It does seem to me, I've not been down to Mac Arts, but I often see the gigs that they're putting on. It sounds like a really excellent place to go and, and see live music. Yeah, the venue is great. Chris and all the team are absolutely brilliant. It's so beautiful and Actually, I mean, one of my album tracks uh, one week was recorded there at Mac Arts in their studio space. So it's nice to uh, include it in the sort of album launch shows. And I, I was talking to a, a couple of writers recently who said, we we're talking about publishers and they felt that they were with the perfect independent publishers for them. And I wondered, is that how you feel about Olive Grove? Is this like you're the perfect uh, record label? Yeah, I mean, me and Lloyd started working together purely by accident. And in some ways, I think his life would be easier if he didn't work with me. But uh, <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, we talk a lot about artist-friendly labels. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what does that actually mean? Because, okay, you're going to put out an artist's record and you want it to be in today's age more in their favour in terms of rights and royalties and stuff like that. But in terms of the support that um, Lloyd's given me and the other artists on his label, yeah. like there's no pressure. Um, there's a deep friendship there and understanding. There's a network between the other artists on the label. And he just wants what's best for us. You know, if it gets to that point where you're like, I'm having a bad week or I've got too much on, it's like, don't worry about it. Just yeah. we'll, we'll go at your pace. So there's a real support there that um, I haven't experienced um, elsewhere. And, you know, I think it's just the DIY labels in, in Scotland, we're really lucky that they exist and there's so many amazing, great ones and they all have their own ethos and some really cool stuff coming out. And um, it's such a, like, rich... Uh, tapestry of community it's really nice and I was wondering can you enjoy it when an album is come, has come out or, or do you, are you always thinking about the next thing or how does it feel it's so weird because there's such a long wait from like 
you know, you write the songs, you plan the recording, how you're going to do that. You do the recording. My recording took place in the studio, but some of it was in home studios. And then you went to the mixing period and then the mastering period. And then you've got to get all your artwork and your release schedule. So it's a long process. So, like, yeah, I mean, again, this is why I think Lloyd perhaps thinks I'm annoying to work with because I'm already like, cool, I've got like five uh, new songs or, you know, and I've, I've got these like five co-writes and all that. And so I'm thinking about like, but I guess maybe you're always thinking about what the next project is too. And um, well, I just, sometimes I think I'm addicted to writing. So, but yeah, it's weird. It's like, it's almost like once the album the album comes out and then it just has its own life now, it's no longer just mine. And so you have to kind of let it go a wee bit and you can't be precious about it anymore. And it's going to go on off and have a life of its own. And you don't know what that life will be. Like, you don't know what that life's going to be in like 50 years from now or something. It's just like, put it out in the world and off it goes kind of thing. And it just strikes me, we spoke on the pod, the podcast previously about the documentary that you're working on mm-hmm. uh, since yesterday. Um, has doing research on that fed into your music, all these uh, bands that you've kind of been listening to and, 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 and sometimes working with or interviewing? Massively. And again, I think that was what spurred on the self-producing thing was like, all these bands, all these incredible women that I've spoken to and shared stories with and we've laughed and cried. And it's not really that I'm interviewing them. We're just having, again, I'm going to say the word conversation, but conversation is so important. And, um, you know, I'm continuously hearing one after the other, one after the other. It's just like, oh, we just did it. We just got up and did it. We just went in the recording studio and did it. I just picked up and played. We just got up on stage. And you're just like, Okay, it's so inspiring, I think, to hear people, hear about people do that, hear about people that you recognise a bit of yourself in doing that. You know, like, I think it's it's good to have role models that you can relate to. And, you know, we talk about in the documentary a lot, like, um, one of the reasons for doing the documentary is that if you see someone on stage that looks like you, it normalizes you doing yeah. it too. So to have been having years of discussions with women about self-producing, writing all their songs, organizing their gigs, like doing it from scratch with this attitude of kind of, I'll not swear, zero cares. Um, it's really inspiring. So then you do think, well, maybe I can do that too. Yeah, and that is uh, really interesting. It also sounds like you're um, got quite a lot on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, Carla, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And this is Carla J. Easton and Weekend Lovers. Got that for done for filming, did and dancing your wedding day. When searching for commitment, signing all your candor away Vows can be broken and I'm open to starting it up again I know you want it, babe, I got it, we don't need to be just friends So baby, please Oh, 
I just love that. But then again, I love the whole album. That was Carla J. Easton and Weekend Lover taken from her new album, Sugar Honey. And thanks again to Carla for taking the time to have a chat. You're listening to the Scots Way Hay Show and my name is Ali Braidwood. And next, it's a new single from Arcade State. I think it's the first one in a while. This is Life Is Not Linear.
Now that was mapped by a forest and I told you the truth when you wanted me to lie. And that's the title track from their five song EP, which is out now. And before that, you heard Arcade State and Life Is Not Linear. And I said it was their first release in some time, but I'd actually forgotten about A Slave to the Waves, which did come out in March earlier this year, an EP which came out in March earlier this year. If you enjoyed that song there, go and check A Slave to the Waves. And Arcade State, if you're keen to see them playing live, there's tickets already available for their album launch at Orin Moore in April of next year. So get in early to avoid disappointment. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week and I was delighted to be asked to be a guest on Brian Davidson's Over Our Garden Wall podcast. Here's the introduction to that one. Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of Live Music and Me, a series of video shots where we talk to some friends and musical connections about their gig memories and some stories around that. Today's guest is the writer, cultural commentator and host of the great podcast Scotch by Hay, Alistair Braidwood. Hope you'll enjoy this one. All the best now. Hi Ali, how you doing mate? I'm good, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, very well, thank you, very well. Are you ready to do live music with me? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It's brought back lots of memories, which is a really good thing. I hope I hope that is a good thing. We'll, um, we'll, we'll find out for sure. Okay then, let's kick off. Um, so, first gig that you went to. So the first gig was one of two days, I guess, and nights that Simple Minds did at Ibrox back in 1986. And if you want to know all about my gig history, we talked about the first, the last, the best, most surprising. We talked venues, dream gigs, missed gigs, and so much more. I have to say, Brian is a great host, and it was so enjoyable to chat about all things live music with him. But Over Our Garden Wall is not just that, it's actually two active podcast series and the main one, which has an episode every three or four weeks, is creating a list of the 100 greatest albums ever made. But I was on the live music and me version and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts from, but I would suggest you go to Over Our Garden Wall's YouTube channel and catch them there. There's some great guests and great chats for you to catch up with. And that is Over Our Garden Wall, which is our podcast suggestion for this week. Now, talking about live music, Cam Glen Radio has a cracking gig coming up on the 27th of October. It's the latest in the Cam Glen Presents series, and this time around it features Bra, Dignity Row, and Geffergeist, who we're going to hear in a moment. Three bands we have played many times on this show. The tickets are £8 in advance and £10 on the door and you can get them from Eventbrite. As I say, it's on Friday the 27th of October and the doors are at 7 o'clock. And I'm going to play a track from just one of the bands who are going to appear there. This is Geffergeist with Pinlight and No Gravity. Something in my pocket seemed to weigh me down Slowly sinking like a stone But I've decided I won't carry you no more I'm going on alone And now 
heard Geffergeist with Pinlight and No Gravity. And as I mentioned, Geffergeist are going to be part of the latest Cam Glenn Presents show on Friday the 27th of October. I hope to see you there. And just there, that was Volca and Run. And we're promised new music from Volca in 2024, which as I said earlier, is suddenly very soon. Now we return to our featured album for this week, which is Suka's Distractions. And from it, this is Ephemeral. That was Sulka and Ephemeral, which is taken from our featured album for this week, Distractions by Sulka, a joint release by Lost Map and Gold Mold Records. It's a wonderful record, great songs from beginning to end. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. And the first one, well, it's a couple actually, because Young Fathers are going to be playing two nights at the Barras on Monday the 23rd and Tuesday the 24th. Then, on Tuesday the 24th at the Glad Cafe, it's the first night of Lay Low, which is a brand new jazz night at the Glad Cafe. And it's going to feature Cory Dick. Cory Dick is a musician and composer specialising in euphoric, sonically inventive drumming. And it's going to be a great night. If you enjoy your jazz, then that is pretty much unmissable. 
Also in the band are Rachel Lightbody, Tom Gibbs, Norman Wilmore, as well as Corey Dick himself. I'm imagining that's going to sell out, so get in there quick. It's on Tuesday, October the 24th. On Thursday the 26th at the King's Theatre in Kirkcaldy, the Filthy Tongues are in town. And on Friday the 27th, the legendary Withered Hand is going to be at St Luke's in Glasgow. And our last recommendation for this week is Valtos and their annual Halloween special at the Broadford Hall on the Isle of Skye. That sounds like a cracking night out. And that's our pick of the gigs for the coming week. I'm going to try and fit two more in before we have to say cheerio. I might not manage it, so if it turns out being one, you'll know why. But I'm going to kick off with the latest from Pause, and this is Uncertain.
You heard Pause and Uncertain, the latest single from Pause released ahead of their new LP, which is coming out this week, October the 27th, and which is also called Pause. And they're going on tour, and here's just a few of their Scottish dates. On December the 7th, they're going to be at the Tunnels in Aberdeen. On the 8th, December the 8th, they're going to be at the Wee Red Bar in Edinburgh. And on December the 9th, they're going to be at the Poetry Club at SWG3 in Glasgow. And just there, you heard Courtney and Ghost, which is taken from Courtney's EP, Fluorescence, which is out now, and which Courtney launched to a sold-out Glad Cafe just last week. And that's all, folks, for another week. This has been the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio, and I've been Ali Braidwood. And if you've enjoyed it, do spread the word. It's much appreciated. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or scottswahey.com where all the old shows are waiting for you as well as reviews, podcasts and a whole lot more.
Coming up next on Cam Glenn is Paul Puppet and The Spangled Show. And I also recommend The Jamie Heaney Show, 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. I'm going to leave you with some classic Lloyd Cole and The Commotions. This is one of my favourites. It's from the album Rattlesnakes and it's Are You Ready To Be Heartbroken. Take care, have a great week and I'll see you soon. like a born again, living like a heretic, listening to Arthur Lee records, making all your friends feel so guilty about their cynicism, and the rest of their generation, not even the government, are gonna stop you now, but are you ready to be heartbroken, are you ready to be heartbroken, pumped up full of vitamins, Unaccountable or seriousness You say you're so happy now You can hardly stand Or lean over on the bookcase If you really want to get straight Read Norman Mailer Or get a new tailor Are you ready to be Heartbroken Are you ready to be Heartbroken Are you ready to bleed What would it take, what would it take to wipe that smile out of your face? Are you ready to be, are you ready to bleed? How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and pink. 
To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. NHS Lanarkshire is running a campaign to encourage more young men to talk about and take care of their sexual health after a 64% drop in men attending clinics. Many STDs are symptomless, despite many waiting for symptoms to appear before being checked out. Go to lanarkshiresexualhealth.org, that's lanarkshiresexualhealth.org, to see the full range of options available. Canvas Lang Universal Connections is setting up a new drop-in group to provide a safe and friendly space for men to meet up, talk and support each other. There will be a pool table, dartboard and other games and will soon offer other fun and practical activities such as cooking, IT activities and anything that you might wish to see. The group will meet on Fridays from 10am to 12pm at Canvas Lang Universal Connections on the main street. And finally... Leap Project are running drawing classes every Thursday from their base on Craig Allen Avenue from 6 to 8pm. It's £5 per class and all materials will be provided. Call 0141 641 5169 or email inquiries at leap-project.co.uk to register. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Canvas Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local.